I'm Tyler Sweaty Boatman Dennering. I'm Connery Mother Teresa the Musical Hanson. And this is The Franchise, the podcast where friends get together to talk about movie franchises, big, small, comedies, perhaps? Perhaps. I like how I just dug right into that instead of having a different variety of genres. But we are here finishing up our series on The Naked Gun with The Naked Gun 33 and 3rd, The Final Insult. Oh, that's that's the sub subtitle too. I didn't know that. Yeah, it did feel a little bit like a final insult to me, but yeah. <laughs> but we'll get into it. And with us today is a new guest, my uncle Jefferson Fugit. Hey, yay! Hey. Hi guys. <laughs> How's it going? Good. I'm so excited. Oh, you're frozen. I am. Oh, well, I can see you still and hear you. Oh yeah, I'm frozen on my own. That's weird. Anyway. Oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> This is a good background. I'm going to yeah, make good. it my background. I <laughs> <laughs> Just screen grab it real quick. <laughs> okay, I'm moving again, right? Yeah, yeah you're, you're okay. good now. But uh, this is my favorite uh, like parody comedy from the 80s for sure. Ooh, it's going too far. But yeah, let's take <laughs> cop parody <laughs> comedy from the 80s. <laughs> yeah, I, always, I, I definitely saw Hot Shots Part 2 a lot, which I think was like 91 or something like that. Yeah, Part 2 I think was right around there, yeah. Airplane and Hot Shots Part Two were always on Comedy Central, I think. So yeah. that's why I watched them, <laughs> along with Malibu's Most Wanted, which was on there Oof. every single day. Also aged like milk. <laughs> aged <laughs> like milk. You mean Malk? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thanks for coming on. I've been trying to get you on here for a while, I guess. I don't know. It's more so I just keep telling you about my podcast, and you're like, cool. <laughs> Cool. <laughs> when you said you were doing Naked Gun, I was like, yeah, that's the one. <laughs> yeah, like, finally. Because I was like, Jurassic Park, but we'll do that, I don't know, when the new one comes out, I guess. Mm. Mm-hmm. Fallen, uh, fallen Forever, Mega Omega Kingdom, Hyper Jaguar, Tyrannosaurus Rex. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Sold for $10,000 on the black market. <laughs> Everyone can have a T-Rex in their home. <laughs> a T-Rex in every home, a raptor in every yard. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I think it's, I, I like that you wanted to do this one because like, I'm guessing that you grew up with these, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, the f- I think the first one came out in like 80, right, 83 or something. So that was like right when I was born, but they had all kind of hit the VHS and um, like cable reruns uh, circuit about the time I was coming mm. of age in comedy. <laughs> mm. Yeah. You were ripe for it then. Yeah, exactly. But uh, I guess before we talk about Naked Gun 33 and a third, the final insult, we're going to do our usual segment of what's new. <laughs> There's a little guitar riff that goes in in post, Jefferson, that I've yet to ask our music composer to do. <laughs> Wait, haven't you already put these out? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a lot of them. Yeah, we just keep having an ongoing thing. We, this is like three weeks or four in advance by now, and... Uh, unless Tyler or me bugs Nick and is like, hey, we need a little stinger. It's just my voice going, <laughs> which is just horrible. I'll keep nice. it going for a little bit, but maybe by this time we'll have a we'll little have guitar it. riff. Maybe yes. he could just synthesize your voice and like make a little melody out of it. Oh, Ooh. shit. That'd be good. <laughs> That's a dream. Use that, Nick. There you go. <laughs> He's listening right now. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> but yeah, Jefferson, what's new with you? Is there anything uh, that you've been watching or listening to or reading or anything? <laughs> I tried to start The Wilds. I am too old for it. 
What is that? The Wild is on Amazon Prime. It's uh, I don't know if it's based on a book or anything, but it seems very much so. It's very YA, mm. and uh, it's it's Lord of the Flies with just teenage girls. And do they do better? <laughs> well, it seems like it, but I only saw the first episode, and uh, it was like the it was just so reaching for that YA audience that I was like, I'm out, I'm out. And then there's a spoiler alert. There's a death in the first episode because they oh. they crashed a plane on an island, and of course it's going to happen. But <laughs> they uh, lost two. <laughs> but uh, but when they go to do like the death scene, it's like a culmination of all the drama happening in the episode, and then they start playing Radiohead's uh, "Reckoner," <laughs> and I was like, "Ooh, yeah, that's untouchable." I'm sorry, I'm out. <laughs> is is the thing like maybe that girl would have survived, but one of the other girls definitely killed her? No, no, they didn't get into that stuff yet. But they like kind of alluded to the fact that people were going to do stuff. Mm. Um, But it was, yeah, it just all the tropes. And like, yeah, the young, the the teenage girl audience is not (laughs) my scene anymore, believe it or not. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say, like, what drew you to to watching this? Well, um, one of the guys on Animal Kingdom, I I thought he worked on it, but he, I guess they just... I guess he just interviewed for it. He's our producing director. Um, mm. He was talking about the pilot and uh, and how he had suggested some rewrites for the pilot when he interviewed for it. I guess he interviewed but didn't get it or interviewed but didn't take it, whatever. Mm. Um, and uh, he, he, so he made it sound good. And then our DP said his kids really liked it. Should have been a red flag there, the 13 <laughs> and 16 year old girls. <laughs> so I was like, oh, I'll try it. I'll try it. And then we were watching it and we're, Brianna and I were just both like, oh, God, we only get so much adult time after Isla goes to bed and we are wasting it right now. <laughs> now, having said that, we didn't waste any time with Naked Gun. It was time well spent. <laughs> okay. Did you guys watch like the whole trilogy together or just the third one? Uh, we watched the third one first because I didn't know when we'd record. I wanted to have it fresh in my mind. And then yep. um, it was a couple nights went by and then we watched the first one. Never got to the second watch. Watch a trailer again for the second one, but I was like, "Yeah, I remember yeah. enough of it to just skip over it." Plus, the episode solid. That. Yeah, that one's pretty pretty uh light too in terms of plot and anything really. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you watched the third one the day before we were supposed to record, but like I want to do, I pushed it a few days, <laughs> <laughs> which which everybody loves, especially Connery. <laughs> I, I I'm really fine with them. Like I'm, I'm I'm not doing anything. Yeah, do it. <laughs> yeah, same here. So Refinery29 described the wilds as equal parts angsty teen drama and survivalist adventure. Ooh. Yeah, but like it's what teenage girls think surviving is. And like within the first, you know, few hours of being on the island, they have to go try and find water and, you know, they're Mm -hmm. trying to survive. So two girls that hate each other, of course, um, start (laughs) walking through the tall grasses to go find water. And, velociraptors? Uh, <laughs> there's no velociraptors, but that would have been more interesting. Mr. Monster. They like, you know, within hours of like crashing and surviving and then making it to shore on this island, this girl already hates the other girl as much as she did in the past. It's like, you should be happy to be alive right now. You should be like in a weird disconnected state. There's you could no, no one's earned this moment right now. And it was like definitely a, a locker room bullying moment. I was like, oh, this is You feel like everyone just should still be in a sort of shock state. Yeah, of, yeah. I get that that's like, not interesting. Oh but like they just went way too far the other direction too fast with uh like going immediately back to like high school dynamic with it. It's like mm. I can't I can't. Yeah. <laughs> I was also just wondering if it was like partly unintentionally nostalgic for you, having worked on Teen Wolf. 
which is very much a teen girl show God, too. No. Well, I did think about like <laughs> like unconsciously like I kind of miss it a little bit. <laughs> I did think about how hard it must have been to shoot on the beach because of course it had to be a secluded beach and look like an island. So you know, there's it's a small beach with nothing but cliffs around it, and mm. um, that was nostalgic. I was like, oh, that poor crew. I hate that. <laughs> I hate yeah. those days. And they had to do a whole pilot there, so it was probably like two weeks or three yeah. even. But the the caliber was much higher in the production value than uh, Teen Wolf ever was. <laughs> mm-hmm. Jefferson, yeah. what, what do you do for a living? You mentioned you worked on Teen Wolf, but Tyler oh, yeah. knows this. I, I even know this, but for the pod. Yeah. Um, I'm what's called a digital imaging technician. Um, you can put your glasses up now. That's, uh, <laughs> that's the nerdiest guy on the film set, basically. Uh, quality control is one way to sum it up. And then like, the other aspect of it is um, the guy who does the Instagram filters to make the show look like the show. <laughs> it's like, that's the fastest explanation I can give for that. It's like a kind of color correcting? Yeah, most of my job is color correction. And um, the, the quality control portion of it is just making sure that we deliver something to post that is actually viable. And we didn't screw it up. <laughs> so. and post doesn't yell at us, basically, when we deliver it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, there you go, everyone. Jefferson is, sol- is a solified cool kid. He knows <laughs> he's been on the. He's met the Teen Wolf. Yep. He's watched girls. He's watched the Wilds. He watched. He's watched the Wilds. <laughs> Most of one episode of the Wilds. <laughs> he's conquered the Animal Kingdom. <laughs> yeah, currently I'm, working on Animal Kingdom for TNT. I'm almost curious to watch the Wilds just because I only remember one little scene from Lord of the Flies from elementary school. And it's because my teacher would read the book aloud, and he put a lot of emphasis on this scene with the talking pig head that's on a stick. Oh, yeah. wow. <laughs> nice. It's very scary. And I was like, I wonder if they'll have a talking pig head moment. They didn't in the first episode, but I think the girls Probably have not. to delve deeper into insanity before that happens. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I can only hope that happens, because I love <laughs> shit like that. Yeah, yeah. I was expecting more Lord of the Flies moments, but there really wasn't any. It was just... It, you know, it... It was very current to the point where it kind of pulled you out of it, where they're always just talking about their, um, like, where's my phone? <laughs> nice background. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler, you did it. <laughs> I look high. Anyway. <laughs> Nothing like a good audio medium to show a visual cue. <laughs> exactly. Of my background. <laughs> and interrupt my story. No. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, there was, like, zero Lord of the Flies moments, which I thought was kind of weird. I thought you should kind of at least pay a little tribute to lord of the flies Mm. since it's Mm -hmm. basically a ripoff but nothing oh well well the wilds check it out maybe if you're a teen girl you'll probably dig it (laughs) (laughs) is there anything good that you've been watching uh (laughs) watch the crown finished that Mm -hmm. what's my favorite season um i expected more out of the um what's her name the iron lady Margaret Meryl Thatcher. Streep. Margaret Thatcher character. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I expected her to be more integral to the story of that season, but mm-hmm. it was this is kind of the season where you learn to hate the royals and they're contemporary <laughs> enough. Like for me and Brianna watching it, um, it was it was stuff we remembered, or at least like they brought up when Diana died and we like, you know, we remember all the media circus about that. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, oh yeah, okay, now I'm getting a sense of what was actually happening, even though it's a dramatization and I really don't like any of them. <laughs> but having said that, we are still obsessed with the British monarchy and its history. And like our, we went to Europe for a month uh, three years ago and 
our favorite part was going to West, Westminster Abbey and and seeing all the 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 tombs of all the kings and queens of the, of the past. It's so oh, nerdy. Sounds rad. <laughs> it was so nerdy. Yeah, and then like the drama of it all because there was like two sisters that hated hated each other. It was Mary, I think it was Mary Queen of Scots, and the who was the other one? Elizabeth the first, mm-hmm. and uh, and they're entombed one on top of the other. And I think Mary <laughs> is on top of the other because the one who succeeded Elizabeth, her her son or whatever had a special place in his heart for Mary. So he made it. So she was on time. It was like, yeah, it's all this. Crazy stuff. Oh, anyway. That's pretty great. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like a real, the wild situation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not really. No. Yeah. Crazy Royals maybe. But yeah, you watch it with my aunt Brianna, AKA auntie B. Auntie B. <laughs> She'll be on for, I don't know, never ending story. Mm, oh, cool. Care Bears, the movie. Wait, that's a, that's not a trilogy though. The never ending story. Is it? Mm, yeah, there's three of them. Oh. Wow, really? Well, Whether we know, know about it or not, yeah, there's the three of them. Was that good. <laughs> oh, yeah. Story, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> but we've also been covering movies that are just two, two uh, movies long. Like, yeah. That's still, still kind a of a franchise. Yeah, right. You know? Yeah. There's merchandising involved. Yeah, you know? <laughs> we just did uh, Shark Boy and Lava Girl before this. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Because there's a new semi-sequel. But, yeah, uh, yeah, Connery. What's what's new with you? Uh, well, my house has been devoted to the uh, anime world recently. So, wow. man, I watched this one anime called The Promised Neverland, and I'd heard a lot of good things about it. And judging from my subscription service for like the whatever and just anime Netflix I have, and I was like. I don't know. It looks like to be a weird anime about a bunch of weird kids. I'm not much for children things anyway. But I decided to give it a chance because everyone was really going ballistic over it. So I watched it and I was like, wow, that was really, really, really good. I don't want to spoil it for anybody who actually watches anime things like that. But What's uh, it about if, without spoiling anything? Okay, I, I, the, the spoiler thing happens within the first episode, so oh. I, I, I had it spoiled for me. Is that even a spoiler me. then? Um, I guess, because I felt a little bit robbed of like the big twist moment oh, of like okay. where, where the whole series would go, because I yeah. found out what the thing was. So I was just, just clicking on, um, what's it called, The Promised Neverland, and just going in blind and not even reading the descriptor. But I'll say this, it's about kids who are at this orphanage, and they live there, and they seemingly lived a very happy, happy life. But something else is going on behind the scenes. And for that, you'll have to watch the show to find out what just what it is. It's the Queen's Gambit. It's the Queen's <laughs> Gambit. They all have to play chess. and that, yeah, someone They're all ghosts, it. and they have to play chess. <laughs> See, that's an anime unto itself. Yeah. Ghost but, chess. I like ghost that. Chess. But uh, mm. other than that, I've, been, I've started reading Pluto which has been really, really, really fun after I feel like several times with Tyler and Cameron nailing it into me that I have the whole series, so I just need to actually read it already. Yeah, it's really good. Mm, I've been really, really enjoying it. It's based off Astro Boy, and it, it really kicks ass. It's great. Yeah, Jefferson, you'd be really interested in it. <laughs> I'm just nodding along. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. um, slowly pushing yourself into the bushes behind <laughs> you. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah that that's been what i've been up to tyler how about you what's new um but yeah pluto is really good i definitely recommend it yeah like you said it's basically like related to astro boy but made by someone else but it's 
yeah, you know, all the stuff I like about sci-fi, like androids and artificial intelligence and sentience and stuff. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, if you like, I Ex knew Machina, why Tyler liked. I would say I knew why Tyler liked it within the first chapter. <laughs> yeah, um, I've mostly just still been watching a bunch of '90s action movies, just because I don't know they're everywhere. <laughs> and uh, it's all they made in the '80s. <laughs> yeah, I've just been, uh, all they made in the eighties was nineties action movies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's in nineties. I heard eighties. <laughs> but uh, actually, Jefferson, I remember talking to you a few times about just like nineties action movies in general. How like those were like kind of the biggest in terms of just practical effects and everything. I'm just yeah. like, yeah, you know, yeah. I just watched Broken Arrow. I think I mentioned it last episode, but it's just like, yeah, that one's you know, like John Travolta, Christian Slater. That one's like the story is kind of whatever, but. There's just some really good explosions in it, you know, <laughs> some great fight scenes. So Yeah, that's all that mattered back then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, that was good. Huh? Uh, stories from that. I, I know the DP who shot most of it and then quit. Oh, uh, what happened? It, it's such a good story. I'll never even do it justice. But um, basically, the he's uh, Mr. Scruples, the guy who, sh- who was shooting it. Um, and uh, I love the guy to death. Uh, he was pushed, literally pushed into a wall by the producer with his finger. Oh my God. You'll do whatever the fuck I tell you to do. (laughs) And, and, uh, and he's like, if you don't like it, you can quit. And, uh, it was a Friday when he said that. (laughs) So Saturday went down and Harry called up and got tickets to Hawaii for Monday morning. (laughs) And, uh, (laughs) actually ticket. He only got one ticket and, Uh and uh, one way at that. And he didn't tell even his long-term girlfriend at the time <laughs> that he was going and, uh, and like he was shooting in the desert that day. And like the whole crew thought he was dead. Like they were checking the hospital. They were checking <laughs> wow. everything. Yeah. <laughs> and then they found out like, you know, a few hours later when he called from Hawaii, like, fuck you guys. I'm in Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm three hours ahead of you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. That's, That's pretty yeah. spectacular. Yeah. I mean, I wish I had a story like that, but I have to, <laughs> I have to steal his story. <laughs> The well, credited maybe DP one day. is Peter uh, Peter Levy, so... Yeah, he took over. Um, yeah, so I guess uh, he got all the credit, even though he... Who is, who is so the name? So Lloyd Ahern is the, the guy. He got an oh, additional yeah. photography credit at oh, gotcha. the urging of the director um, to the producer, because they didn't want to give him shit. But he shot, mm-hmm. like, you know, a good 60-70% of the film, and then, <laughs> and then quit. <laughs> And uh, and John Woo stood up for him and said, "Hey, no, no, we got to give him something." So, yeah, that was good. Yeah, even yes. though he made us believe he was dead. But other than the '90s action movies, I've been watching. Um, I watched a new movie for once, relatively oh. new. It came out the past few months called His House. Oh, it's directed by Remy Weeks. It's a British movie, but it's about um, these two like Sudanese refugees who are living in Britain and like. They're just like kind of trying to like live through like they have like a temporary housing kind of thing. It's like uh-huh. asylum basically, and they have to. Well, it's basically it was allotted to them from the government. It's a big house, but it's like incredibly run down, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so it kind of just. I thought it would just be kind of about their experience. I knew it was horror related, and I thought the horror would be like directly about like their lives and trying to fit into into a new society and everything. But mm-hmm. it also deals with a lot of like past trauma of like being a refugee and uh, having to leave your old home and. Uh, Connor, I think you in particular, uh, if you haven't seen it, I think you would like it a lot because there's some good. It was on my list actually. When you, as soon as you said his home, I was like, I was like, oh shit, I meant to watch that during Halloween, like that and that like Swedish movie about like cannibals in a hotel or whatever. 
<laughs> I don't know what that one is. I forgot the name. It was on my list because I thought we were all going to hang out and watch it. But then you went, you went to go visit Turin and Alyssa. <laughs> um, but yeah, his house, it's on Netflix. So easy to access. And I thought it was really good. So check it out. It definitely gave me a perspective on like, you know, you know, just the refugee experience and everything in a way that felt also very personal to these two characters. So, yeah. Yeah, that's cool. I'll probably check that out for sure then, because I was excited to watch that. Now that I hear it's actually good, I'm psyched. Yeah, I, I really liked it. I think Willie really liked it too. So, yeah. uh, with that, we should talk about this comedy slapstick, fantastic <laughs> movie, extremely 1994 movie. <laughs> Naked Gun, the year of Jim Carrey, basically 1994. The dawn of Jim Carrey. <laughs> yeah. So I think he had the mask, Dumb and Dumber, and um, what am I missing? Oh, uh, Ace Ventura. This is before Batman Forever, so he's like just now earning all his stripes, and then by the time Batman Forever rolls around, he's making a lot of money. He's earning all his question marks on his Riddler suit. <laughs> yeah, he bedazzled <laughs> that with actual diamonds. But um, Yeah, Jefferson, did you see this in theaters, or you just watched it on cable a lot, or what? Uh, Naked Gun? Yeah. Uh, I did watch it uh, on TV only. Uh, on TV mostly, like it, um, we had in and out we would get like free HBO trials and all that, and so it would show mm-hmm. up on there for like a good year and a half. I remember exclusively watching it. We didn't go to the theater too much. Tyler knows where I grew up, and there's, a, there's one theater in town. It had to change reels no matter how long the movie was in the middle of the production. Oh, <laughs> I didn't know that detail. <laughs> No, no matter how long or short the movie was. Um, yeah, and so, you know, we got one movie a week and Naked Gun didn't make it up there. <laughs> but TV was my portal to the world. Yeah. Do you know what was playing there in 1994? Uh, I did go see Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, which up until like this last week, I've been calling Prince of Tides. <laughs> <laughs> Barbara Streisand is yeah, Robin then, Hood. Yeah. <laughs> Robin Lowenstein Hood. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but uh, yeah, Brianna just read the book Prince of Tides, and I was like, oh, you mean like Robin Hood? <laughs> She's like, no, you eat it. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was uh, that was an awakening moment for me. But <laughs> <laughs> Two movies I have vivid memories of seeing at that very small theater, which my mom always said they have like really good deals on popcorn and stuff, apparently. <laughs> She said no. <laughs> Only by relation to like the rest of the world. Because, you know, you yeah. go anywhere else, it's minimum $5 for anything to get there. Mm-hmm. But ours was like, you know, one little thing of popcorn that ran out after like 20 customers. So <laughs> <laughs> I definitely, as a kid, remember seeing, because that's where uh, my grandma lived and still lives up there in the mountains. I vividly remember seeing <laughs> Grinch, like how the Grinch stole Christmas, the Jim Carrey one. Okay. And Cars. And I think both experiences, I was like very upset with like, people talking during the whole movie and like laughing really loud and like hacking up and coughing and like just just being like slapping their knees and stuff. So well, that was me. Yeah, even when I was eight, it was basically Connery in a trucker hat and like in a plaid shirt smoking in the theater and it's just like even then i was a pretentious child about watching movies i guess gotta watch my cars screen it you're screening the movie at eight 
Yeah, <laughs> you're screaming the movie. So I, saw, I, I think I saw Grinch with my dad, and he just always tells me how I was like how upset I was watching it. <laughs> <laughs> it's really funny. I mean, yeah, yeah, Tyler. We all know <laughs> that's perfect. Wow, you were solidified at eight. Yeah, yeah I guess so. Yeah. I was born to watch movies. Apparently, there were so many names that I wanted to do, like. So Jefferson, we do like we have a little insert name, as you've probably noticed at the beginning of each episode, which is a quote from the movie. There's so many that I wanted to put in because there's honestly a lot in this one that I liked a lot. Oh wow, really? It's I, I mean the whole movie's one liners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. That's that's but, like, the best part of it. For this one especially, they really stood out to me because I wanted to do <laughs> puppy wuppy wover. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or little lady <laughs> cheesy puppy. It's just like so gross. <laughs> But I also like Big Disco Shootout, Downering. Oh, good. Big Disco nice. Shootout. That, that'd be a good one. Yeah. But I guess we should go through this a little chronologically. We can skip around. But um, how do y'all feel about the intro sequence, which is, you know. Babies. Um, huh? Which is babies everywhere. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Which is Intouchables uh, yeah. slash Battleship Potemkin, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Go back to the Battleship Potemkin. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm in film school again. <laughs> it, it's one of those sequences it's like it's it's funny enough but then it almost goes too far but then it pulls you back in with another joke but like that's the best part of the whole movie is that it's coming at you with such rapid fire with all the jokes that you you even if you do get pulled out for a minute we're like eh, that wasn't great there's another one that like brings you back in and for me the best best part of that one is when nordberg tries to spike the baby he's doing like a little football dance and everything he's yeah. about to he's about to spike the baby and the lady's like no no and it's just all in the background and it's like towards the end of the sequence too so it's just enough uh-huh. to bring you back like okay it's gotten so ridiculous mm-hmm. yeah i know it's pretty good and like, I like, I like and the then you like... you forget about things that are topical to like 1994, was it? Um, mm-hmm. Like uh, the the postal workers, disgruntled mm-hmm. postal workers. It's like, oh, that I don't know how I feel about this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then there's like the uh, suicide bomber who's yeah. just like straight up being like, ah, la 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 la. It's like <laughs> yeah. oh, a lot yeah. of this, but um, I guess at the time there's also like okay I'm totally jumping ahead there's a lot of like jokes about LA riots and like oh, yeah. oh man mm-hmm. there's a lot of stuff that's racial like that they don't even see as racial you know like the anti uh, carjacking device that they create yeah it's, it's like a black guy mm-hmm. and a white woman in the car and it's like oh yeah all this feels a little like uh, <laughs> too much <laughs> yeah it's a lot yeah. yeah I think I was I was just talking to Lily the other day about because I watched Twilight Zone the movie. And I was just talking about um, John Landis as a filmmaker and like how like sometimes I really want to watch some of his movies and like like I really like American Werewolf in London and like Blues Brothers and and all that. But Twilight Zone, the movie was the movie where he, you know, ended up getting three people killed, you know, two children and uh, Vic Morrow. And uh, it's just like really tough. It's like, yeah, I don't know. Like that definitely would not happen nowadays. Like he wouldn't just have a career after that. Right. Um, Mm Not to get too like deep or dark right now, but it's like, it's like, oh, we're just talking about like all the things we do now, you know, it's just like, it's like, oh, like, like Lily's thing, like, oh, it's like he just kept on being able to like be a filmmaker because he's like a white man, basically. I'm like, yes, absolutely. But I think like at the time, like people didn't even think like that. Like those are the only people who are like making films was like white men. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's like, oh, like he should have been canceled. It's like, yeah, but they didn't even have like that as like of, you know. 
I'm not saying that's a defense or anything. It's just like so weird, like just seeing. So I guess I'm just I'm just laying the groundwork for this movie in that like it's really dated in some of the jokes, but it's just like not having the. I'm not defending it, but it's just like not having the perspective at, at all of like outside of being a white man in a lot of these jokes, you know. Mm-hmm. Right. So, so, but like you said, I think there's there's a lot where it's just like, ooh, that that was a really rough joke, but then they'll keep moving on to something else, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, just enough to not say anything. <laughs> yeah, that, that's the bright side of the movie, I suppose. With uh, the the pace of it is very very fast. So if there's something you're like, Ugh, then you're like, oh well, at least that was funny, or yeah. you know. It's not going to linger. I think it only really lingers on one very poor joke in, throughout this entire movie. But other than that, it kind of keeps to a brisk pace moving from one thing to another. Yeah. Um, yeah, speaking to that first scene, <laughs> I do like this. It, that, Like you're saying, Jefferson, it's like it builds up and then like you think it's going a little too much and then it pulls back. Um, yeah. I think the... Fr- well, this is the first movie that uh, David Zucker didn't direct of the three. I guess this was Peter Siegel and that was his first movie that hmm. he's directed. He went on to do like Fifty First Dates, and oh, I love that movie. Yeah, that's another movie that's like if you think about it, it's really weird. But like, oh, yeah. I still like it though. <laughs> uh, it's it's demented if you like really put thought into it. Like, uh, what's it called? Um, shit, I'm I'm not even gonna be able to describe it. The one where the woman gets amnesia and the man like basically tells her that she, that she's his wife and they <laughs> overboard. Why you were overboard? Yes. Oh, overboard. Yeah, it's yeah. been done. Yeah, a few times. Or yeah. uh, while you were sleeping? Was, is, is yeah, not, while you were... That's more where she like tells his family. Yeah, she lies to coming. his family. Yeah. <laughs> but it's the same concept. <laughs> yeah, it's same concept, different rules. Because yeah. by the time he wakes up, she's fallen in love with his brother. And yeah, it's a little exactly. bit cuter, I guess. And one, he has directly kidnapped this woman. <laughs> <laughs> I always that's... get Overboard and Captain Ron mixed up, but I haven't seen either. So that's probably why. <laughs> Along with Cabin Boy. <laughs> what? If you've seen Cabin Boy, you just know... Confusing that for anything else. Yeah, I need to see Cabin Boy. <laughs> I so feel like it's no a movie one ever. I guess. No, I feel like it's a movie you'd love. Like Probably, it's kind of like the live action Ren and Stimpy to me. Ooh. <laughs> oh wow. I mean, with with the degree of absurdity and like that that um, awkward pacing, like intentionally awkward pacing of it. Uh, yeah. Of course, mm-hmm. this is me remembering it from probably fifteen minimum years ago. <laughs> yeah, but. That, I don't know. I like what Chris Elliott and he did that other. I don't know. I only knew him from like what, as a kid. I only knew him from like Scary Movie Two, and he always creeped me out in that <laughs> movie because that's the whole point. But. He had a TV show. I think it's called Get a Life in the Nineties. Yeah, that's what that I was, was trying to bring so up. I forgot what it was called. Good. Yeah, yeah, that's what I heard. Yeah, he's pretty great. But um, yeah, this beginning scene. Oh, I was just saying like, oh, it's the president, and then it's the pope. Like they just keep pushing people out, and then there's like all these strollers going down. There's a lawnmower also, (laughs) and that's pretty racist too because the the guy like has like the thick accent. You know what it reminded me of, and Brianna Brianna brought it up actually was um, uh, Team America when uh, when the dam breaks in the in Panama, and (laughs) they have like the scene of the explosion and all the extras running from the explosion of the dam or the you know the levees or whatever. And the guy goes, no, no me gusta. <laughs> it felt like, but that in that in Team America, it was like you know pointedly racist to show what race, why racism is bad. But in this movie, it was just kind of, eh, it's just kind of eh, racist. So I'm racist. making a joke, and this is racist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. To no benefit. Um, which is weird because, like, I guess it's fully the director because, like, the first two, like, uh, maybe it's in the script too a little bit, but it's like the first two. 
it's like sometimes there'd be some racial jokes a little bit i feel but this one definitely like just puts all the eggs in the basket (laughs) yeah yeah. i mean throughout the series there's always like a joke about accidentally touching a woman's boobs with like either a lobster or your own hands and it's just like oh yeah like this just really doesn't age well yeah this movie (laughs) loves the third one especially loves mistakenly touching women's breasts it's its favorite thing to do (laughs) but yeah, I guess I wrote down in my notes the OJ doing a football dance, which yeah. where he's about to spike the baby. It's is really the funny. Takeaway. <laughs> That's yeah. funny because I I just remember scre- I just have my, in my notes babies everywhere. Then the babies <laughs> as they are like falling down. I was like terrified. <laughs> um, yeah, so he's just retired, siren? right? Huh? What are you say? He starts out with him just retired and, and can't get away from work. Right, yeah, I, I like the I like the siren montage. Well, parts of it. Oh my um, god, I love the sirens! But you're talking yeah. about the title sequence, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I <laughs> I don't know why it gets me every time. Like we watch the first, or we watch the thirty three and third first, and then we watch the first one uh, after, and like the title sequence comes up, and I'm like, it's getting me, it's getting me. Getting yeah. me. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the first movie, the title sequence is really funny. Um for the most part and then the second one i was kind of just like whatever but i think it's because it's one of those jokes that like once you hit the third one it's funny again you know yeah 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 what's the the what's all the rule of thirds and all that yeah uh is that like a comedy thing too yeah yeah. let's repeat something like the first time it's like funny and the second time it's maybe not as funny but then when you circle back to it a third time it becomes funny again yeah Yeah. because it's also like a camera framing thing (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I didn't know that. <laughs> well, also, yeah, uh, Mel Brooks has uh, famously said that jokes happen from left to right. <laughs> how you, that's how you read. So jokes should happen mm-hmm. from left to right. Like just how, uh, what is Lord of the Rings? They travel left to right to go to Mordor and right to left to come back. Oh, okay. I never thought about that. Pushing yeah. up the glasses. <laughs> <laughs> you just need some glasses. Yeah. Yeah, Peter Jackson My- was like, he, in the, like all the extra stuff for that he was really adamant like he that's the one thing he kept saying was like i made, I had to make sure that they were going right i uh, left to right to get there and then right to left to get back with your uh, glasses push i'm gonna put my cousin chris on a blast here but i remember <laughs> he got a fake pair of glasses for a brief little while <laughs> and i always asked him like why are you wearing fake glasses because just point to the time I just get glasses even if you don't need them. I was just like, why are you wearing fake glasses? You don't need glasses. You're just like, oh, no, I like them. They make me look cool. Was it like 2006, you do look- 2007? Because a lot of people. No, no, it was. They were like the Kanye ones. <laughs> no, 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 no. They were like, like they looked like legitimate glasses. Like these weren't like yeah. sunglasses. They were like full on like. I need like prescription glasses, but they were non-prescription glasses. So I'm like, I was like, why are you wearing them? He's like, oh no, I look, I look good with glasses. I'm like, well, you do, but you don't need them. Lily has a few pairs of uh, fake glasses. <laughs> I'm calling her out. I just think it's the funniest thing. So now you're putting her on blast. <laughs> I don't care. I think it's silly. But I think I think she looks cute, and I almost wish her eyes were more fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Until your um, eyes are actually fucked up, and then you're like, "Yeah, I oh, really don't like this." Anymore. I really don't. <laughs> After ten hours, my contacts dry out. Oh yeah, hers are blue light glasses, so it, there is a uh, practical reason. There's a reason. Uh, yeah. see? I, saw, I saw you. I saw you looking looking aside. <laughs> I was like, she is correcting him right now. <laughs> They're just stylish blue light glasses. <laughs> After nice. conferring with the judges, <laughs> <laughs> they have a use. I repeat, they have a use. <laughs> Um, the siren montage. Uh, my favorite part is probably the pinball one. 
Oh yeah, that oh, was good. Yeah. yeah. But there's also like the helicopter one. It took me a second, but then it ends up all being like after that because it goes to Star Wars and then like a Jurassic Park parody. <laughs> right. And it's like so that's all like front projection, right, Jefferson? Mm-hmm. Uh, front projection. Well, no. Uh, you can. You don't have to do it front projection. You can do it just blue screen or green screen. Uh, with the just that hood and the siren, yeah. and then mm-hmm. and then mat it all out. Uh. And do whatever you want, which is probably what they did for the. I mean, well, this the Jurassic Park one is stop motion, so they had to do yeah something like that. I doubt they did rear projection even by then. Yeah, by the because what's the di- what's the difference between front and rear projection? I forget sometimes. Uh, well, a rear projection is like on a like semi translucent translucent screen, so that you can um you get the like the the feel of the brightness of it because it's mm-hmm. the light's still coming at the camera. Right, because the 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 projector's on the back side of that from the right. camera. So yeah, so you still feel the luminance of it. So you use that for like driving stuff to where it feels like the brighter windows coming in. Mm-hmm. And then uh, front projection isn't used so much just because it gets in the way. But I mean, it uh, it's more to just get a better quality image. Mm-hmm. Whereas the uh, rear projection is usually set to out of focus, so you can get that light quality sacrifice some of the sharpness of it and still get like a sense of realness from it but yeah i think it was probably all blue screen for stop motion stuff yeah yeah and now the pinball might have been practical practical and now people (laughs) the helicopter one was the first one i'm like it took me a second to be like oh okay he's not actually on a helicopter right now shooting (laughs) this it's just a screen but um nowadays starting since like i don't know a couple years ago starting to do more like 180 degree, if not more, LED walls for actors to like react in and everything. Ooh. So yeah. Um, uh, that Mandal. Have you seen the Mandalorians? Uh, like behind the scenes for that room that they have. A little bit, yeah. Oh, oh my god, that thing is intense, and it like so they put a sensor on the camera so it knows where the camera is in the whole room, right? Because the whole mm-hmm. room is an LED uh, uh, screen, and. Uh, it changes the perception of what's on the screen to where the camera is. So if you're walking in as the camera's moving into the into the room, you can get really disoriented really quick. Oh. Because Ooh. yeah, it's not the perception's not set to you, it's set to the camera. So it can feel like it's going sideways all of a sudden as the oh camera yeah, pans over. Jeez. It's it's intense. Um uh I know someone who works uh, the sound department on Mandalorian and she said uh it's they've used it for like just for outside the windows, like rear projection would be used and uh, out of like, a, you know, like uh, uh, the spaceships that they put in there and stuff like outside mm-hmm. the cockpit. And she said, <laughs> she said she's gone in there before to adjust mics and uh, you almost fall over because you, you, you <laughs> like it's like being on a boat that's not moving, but the yeah. world is, you know, yeah, it's really, yeah, it's, it's a weird experience, I guess, but. That's crazy. But yeah, it's, uh, I forget how much money they spent, like hundreds of millions of dollars on it or something. Yeah. Sure. Imagine. It's intense. That's, a, that's pocket just, change for Disney, though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Disney, Star Wars, Nat Geo, Simpsons, Fox. Yeah. <laughs> that's pocket change, but they should they, they did have to lay off all of their park employees. Well, so, where? I mean, yeah, it doesn't mean, yeah, well, anyway, that's the whole of the story. Yeah, I know. That's all, that's all kind of warms to open up. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I just worked on something where we shot with an array of, like, like five cameras shooting at 180 or it's almost like 270 degrees angle so we're doing that on set shooting a uh shooting a, a room that was dressed and everything in a couple different places 
to get that for the actors to react into later on. But the whole time I was very curious of how that would look like actually shooting it on stage. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I don't know. I was, I really want to do that at some point cause it seems very interesting and cutting edge I'm talking to the, uh, the array technician or whatever. He's just like, yeah, like all this stuff's like super new. So was, he was showing me like how to, it, it's very technical, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but it was very interesting. Yeah. yeah, I feel like I'm I'm barely grasping what exactly this is right now. Like Jefferson, you mentioned it's like being on a boat that's not moving. Like yeah, well, it's like a, it's like it a, being on like a motion actual... simulator where the the car is not moving but the screen's still doing its thing. But it's the entire experience. You know, it's like it's like an oh. Oculus on your head. Oh, yeah, but you're not moving. It's just the world is around you. So that's why it's so disorienting because your your body's telling you one. Uh, bit of information and your your eyes are telling you <laughs> something completely different yeah and oh, that's having, crazy so yeah, it's like an calibrate. oculus it's like without wearing a headset at all you're just like seeing yeah. it around you basically the room is an oculus headset so it's like a whole Jeez. uh 360 led wall curved wall and mm-hmm. the camera is the person with the headset right mm-hmm. so only the operator through the eyepiece can see a real perception of oh. of the room yeah everyone else is uh <laughs> is uh, having to cope it's, it's having own. to look down like this so, like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> well, like yeah. even the actor doesn't feel the background behind them it's just uh, uh, it, de- it depends on what the shot is but for like yeah. what they've been getting into like um it's you know they only can do so much because the room's only so big so like you can have the perception of the actor walking through a planet that you know we've never seen before and mm-hmm. And he's walking into the distance, but you know, there's finite amount of space in there. So they just have, and it's set to the camera, maybe like off axis, like, you know, behind him looking like kind of over his nose to the left of him. And, uh, and so he just has to kind of like walk a straight line while he does it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And still, oh, wow. yeah, man, that's um, intense. Okay. Yeah. I, I get it now. Thank you. Thank you for yeah. explaining to me. <laughs> yeah. It's like something the Mandalorian, like they'll have the floor, dressed so it's like they're on Tatooine so there's like yeah. rocks and dirt on the ground but then the mm-hmm. whole walls will just be the green screen and it's slash so seamless when it goes into right? into and like you know, to to whatever it's final format I don't know if they actually treat it again like if they do pixel map the screen again in post and then just comp in the actual like the actual effect instead of the wall <clears throat> I don't know if they do that mm-hmm. but even like the little bit I saw in a little band scene vignette looks like when you're there, it's pretty hard to tell what's real. That is insane. I know it's crazy. Yeah. You should be on all of our technical episodes. <laughs> yeah. Right. I'm learning so much right now. I could be the phone a friend. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Lily's done that before. Yeah. Like little commentary. That'd be good. Yeah. All, right, all we, this we, like, from wandered. Naked Gun. Yeah. We've wandered so far away from Naked Gun. I know. I'm sorry, it's um, my fault. No, I no. have a question, Jefferson, about Anna Nicole Smith and yes. just her appeal to pop culture in general. Because I, I definitely was too young to like have experienced that. But her death was probably the first thing you realized of her. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Her death. Yeah. Oh wow! How would she, she would, die? Early 2000s, drug overdose. Oh no. Yeah. yeah. Like I think her teenage son found her or something like oh. that. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty gnarly. I think her she teen- was like 
Right? His son also died of an overdose. Oh, did he? Jeez. But I think it was right before. I don't. I don't oh. remember. <laughs> then he came back and found her. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> he came back from the dead and found her. I've done none, that, no research about this. You're doing. That's okay. I didn't ask you Tyler. to. <laughs> <You're doing> <laughs> but just from like general, general '90s, early O's, like yes. what? Because she's not in a whole lot of other stuff. I guess she was a Playboy model, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. She dated Hugh. She was like the Playmate of the Year. She did that whole circuit of being the flavor of the week kind of thing mm-hmm. um and basically just had to show up and be pretty uh i think people liked her so much because she looked so much like marilyn monroe but on a like she amazonian did. scale <laughs> <laughs> like you know marilyn monroe is probably like five four five five or something yeah she's like five eleven yeah she was really tall yeah. and so the the two combined like the heart-shaped face and you know they made her up to look like marilyn but um like it was enough for her to get the you know the supermodel status. Yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, I, I mean, I was pretty young when the movie came. I was eleven, but <laughs> but that's like a good age for you know like you know, testing the waters of what's pretty and what's not, right? You know, yeah. <laughs> it's a good age for a sexual awakening at eleven. Exactly. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't. You know, I I've never preferred blondes. I'm not a there gentleman. But uh, <laughs> yeah, she was never like my cup of tea. I guess I remember seeing her on the screen. I was like, "Wow!" I mean, I sometimes crack a joke where I'm like, "Like, oh, that's a tall lady, Amazon," and I'm like, "That that's pretty much to the T what it is." Yeah, <laughs> what, what yeah. she is, Amazon. Yeah, yeah. Supermodels are generally like really tall, usually. Right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Lily came in to say that she had her own show too. Oh reality cool! Show. What was the show? Oh, reality show. Yeah, in the in the early days of reality shows, uh-huh. the Anne and Nicole show. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Okay, well, there you go. Easy yeah. enough. <laughs> I don't know why we'll I have, didn't remember the name. <laughs> we'll have Lily do an insert segment on the Anna Nicole show, apparently. <laughs> Thank you. Annotations. She said, no. I don't hear her this time. I don't know what you're doing different. <laughs> I think after this is the, the prison scene, like just uh, the introduction of the villain played by Fred Ward of Tremors fame. Right. <laughs> he looked familiar. And then his ma who was basically like Ma Beagle from DuckTales. Wait, is that ah! the reference? What's that? Is that the reference they're going for? No, she's based <laughs> off of something too, but uh, I mean, for, for an 80s baby, my my reference is Ma Beagle. I'm pulling out an image of Ma, Ma Beagle. Bailey? She does look like the mom from... Yeah, Ma <laughs> Bailey, something like that. There was like an old-timey crime family that had a, a Ma that, you know, like was... And like you know, made into movies to be that character. <laughs> and then in this segment, they they go they do like a dolly Barker. shot down the line of people talking at prison. Right. And there's mm-hmm. an aquarium and huh? There's an aquarium and <laughs> yeah. there's the hockey guy talking, yelling at the ref, which I thought was funny. <laughs> I really yeah. like the dogs talking to each other. <laughs> oh yeah. <right>. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I, I remember now there's a scene in the uh, even like the siren moment where they're it's in like a hockey rink mm-hmm. and it made me remember um this past weekend I went over to Orange County to deliver presents to my um aunt and uncle and on the way back me and my mom and my sister saw this car that said make hockey violent again <laughs> and Jesus there was Christ. even this other banner on this car that said like the gentleman's hockey club devoted to violence or something like that Jeez. i was like what is wrong with this person <laughs> oh, uh, they live in orange county yeah. yeah guess so 
I just thought that was funny. It was a weird person that wants like hockey to be even more violent. Yeah. Well, I guess we're almost at an hour, and we barely got into oh, wow. the movie. Oh my god! Okay. <laughs> Sorry, Jefferson. I know oh, you have my a, fault. A young child. No, Brianna's oh Brianna's taking her tonight, so we're good. They watching. Okay. Uh, what's that show called again? Mickey Paw Mouse Patrol. Oh no, no Paw Patrol yet. Luckily, we've been able to stave off that one for a long time. Like I would say, a good eight months. She was hooked on Mickey Mouse Clubhouse, oh, which yeah. has the pacing of like. I don't know, like a 16 mil like sex ed video. <laughs> like it's, it's so slow and bad. It's it's like, which path should we take? Which path has the red circles on it? That's right. This path has the red circles on it. So, oh like, just God. go! And it's in the Mickey Mouse falsetto, and it's just, ah, yeah. It's the red circle path. <laughs> just go! <laughs> Thank you. you haven't showed Isla um, Citizen Kane yet. <laughs> <laughs> so here's what happens. She wakes up. I'm carrying her down the stairs. She's already saying, oh, first she says, where mommy go? Mommy's still oh. asleep. Oh, okay. Where water? Okay, we'll get your water. Moat? Moat? Which means remote. <laughs> and then as soon as you pick up the remote, the TV turns on. She goes, Nikki? Nikki Minnie? Nikki, <laughs> and, and if you if the if on the Apple TV if you select the thing next to Mickey Mouse, whatever Mickey Mouse it may be, <laughs> no, she just gets really down. excited. Total freak out. <laughs> oh, it's fun. Well, that sounds like uh, you and Brianna too, probably. 20 years ago. <laughs> no, what happens to us is we just want quiet after she goes to bed, and then we're like, "Fuck, we only have like an hour left. We got to watch something adult." <laughs> yeah, we got to watch the Wilds. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you did get engaged at Disneyland, right? Oh, and we never want to see it again. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> this is your curse. <laughs> oh my god, we have to talk more about airplane. Okay, sorry, Not <laughs> airplane. I'm <laughs> no, <a> fuck airplane. <laughs> there's uh, there's like four bad jokes I wrote down that I didn't like, but I mean, I guess one is just like. The mom is like, how are you doing? And then Fred War- Fred Ward is just like, about as well as a heterosexual can in prison. And I'm just like, okay. Yeah, I, I wrote that done too. Well, a heterosexual joke, but I did- I forgot what, what a- the actual line was. And then right after that, I think the mom says something like, they're always upset. They're Arab terrorists. And I'm like, okay. I would say that those two characters are the weakest link in the whole film. Like if you took them out yeah, and had like an right. unknown villain like the movie would be fine like even my biggest complaint is with the the denouement or the denouement uh where like <laughs> they're on the stage and then the uh there's the mexican standoff and then the applause thing falls on ma and like all of that mm-hmm. is so over the top and i don't think anyone pulled it off yeah with with mm-hmm. the villain side the like, de- yeah. denouement of the mise-en-scene exactly. <laughs> <laughs> under the pessimium uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was also diegetic <laughs> I don't know if it followed that one um, <laughs> me neither but like no I really do like that's the, my least favorite part of the, the film is the ending where they're like where the villains finally come back into it and like you know yeah. before it's like the, the chase and the hunt right and it's mostly the main two, Priscilla and uh, Leslie, 
going for all the envelopes and like, you know, the slapstick mm-hmm. that ensues is Phil Donahue, which is a, is a great joke in and of itself. <laughs> he looks like Phil Donahue. Um, totally dated. You probably had to look him up. But... I did. <laughs> <laughs> but it was so I had perfect. to look up everybody. <laughs> um, but then Who the is Pia Zadora? Come... What's that? Who is Pia Zadora? Pia Zadora. She was like, I, you know, I, even I didn't know who she was. She was a gymnast, an Olympic gymnast. And then they, 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 I think they were trying to reach for cameos as many as they could. And they were trying to get, wait. No, that's Mary Lou Retton. That's Mary Lou Retton. Sorry. P is door. I have no idea who she is. Still don't have any idea who she is. Yeah. All they right, got well. Weird Al and Vanna White. Yeah, I but mean, he's in the first one. Like, I feel like yeah. Weird Al was behind this the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> they took off uh, his mask and they're like, Weird Al. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I would have gotten away with it too if it weren't for you. <laughs> old old man <laughs> i do love weird al though uhf rules <laughs> um sorry i derailed you again but we're talking about oh yeah no, I, I thought that about the first or sorry i thought that about the second movie i don't know if i really brought it up in the episode but i just felt like robert goulet like he's kind of fun but he's no he's no ricardo montalban from the first one huh. and i feel like fred ward is also very much like a third movie villain you know right, it wasn't right. super memorable so. yeah even Robert Ricardo Montalban wasn't me. my favorite. Sorry, I cut you off, but yeah, oh, no worries. Yeah, yeah, he wasn't my favorite. He was he was very soapy, which worked, you know. Yeah. But like at the same time, didn't try to add anything. Like to me, yeah. you have to think of number two in Austin Powers is like the pinnacle for like the straight villain in those right. movies. Yeah, he does play very straight. Yeah, and and. <laughs> like his moment, number two's moment in Austin Powers is, I've had enough of working for you. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> the, the break moment. Like there was no moment like that with any of the villains in any of the three movies. Mm-hmm. Two, yeah, yeah they, they weren't the straight villain in in the comedy. Yeah, no one pulled it off to me. That's a that's a comics thing, right, Connery? The superhero is only as good as its villain. <laughs> Yep, that's that's but, what I always say. <laughs> but Frank Drebin is usually just very funny. So yeah, yeah. Frank Frank Drebin is usually. I don't think there's like the first villain is his best as he plays it so straight and down the nose and just like <laughs> takes everything on the jaw and is like, all right, yep, let's keep rolling with it. I'm just gonna be an evil bad guy. And the second one, Robert Goulet, it's Robert Goulet. Like he's already a joke in itself by existing in the movie. <laughs> yeah, I just know and, Robert Goulet from SNL. Will Ferrell. <laughs> Yeah. Right. <laughs> exactly. And I know him from the musical Camelot. And I know so. him from the Simpsons episode where they legalize gambling. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh boy. I was just laughing because they go to the big disco shootout uh, remembrance. They're all back in the 70s and like. Yeah, you know. and they're the same age. No one's <laughs> Yeah, he just has sideburns. And he's like, I just got back from a fondue party. We just watched yeah. the village people. And it's just like, I doubt people were having like a bunch of fondue parties. I don't, I don't know. I'll have to ask my parents. <laughs> it's yeah. one of those things that, like, you know, you have to quickly define an era. And so they pick that one thing, you know, just to yeah. get the throwaway joke. But. but it just made me laugh even more because it's like of all the things they chose was fondue party. I'm like, I just like to imagine everybody just having cheese fountains. Well, and now I'm going back to Austin Powers again because uh, she goes, well, I want to see the 80s and the 90s. And he's like, trust me, you're not missing anything. Uh, an oil shortage and a flock of seagulls. You know, like, that's <laughs> yeah. how he defines the 80s. <laughs> a flock of seagulls. Uh, basically austin powers ripped off 
but made better the Naked Gun series. Yeah, because in the first one, Frank is a peeing for a long time, but the Austin yeah. Powers one, I mean, I guess I'm partial because I saw that first, too, but the right. pee sequence in the first Austin Powers is really funny. <laughs> huh. I don't know if that was my favorite. It was one of those, okay, yeah, yeah, funny. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess when I was, I, it's not as funny to me now, but when I was like eight, watching right, Austin right, Powers, yeah. that was like yeah. the funniest thing. I've yet to see any of the Austin Powers before, so I hope what? that's on our list somewhere to get to. Wow, I think I, mean, I just rewatched them during the quarantine. Nice. <laughs> I, I should, I should actually probably just do that now, but yeah. I don't know. I feel like every time the fr- a franchise with franchises, especially with this show, I'm like, well, I'm probably gonna watch it at some point down the line <laughs> for this show, so I might as well just wait. <laughs> But Austin yeah. Powers is one of those you could leave on in the background, having never seen it, mm. and be fine with it. And you might sit down for a few minutes and laugh, but you you can also just leave it and let it play in the background, and then like, just rewatch it again and again and find something new. Okay. Yeah, Definitely yeah, it's like that. it's an easy watch. Yeah, it's very much the '90s uh, Naked Gun. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> in a lot of yeah. ways. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> and I then think, I uh, did think that the LA riot stuff was really like it was it just happened, and they put the LA riot stuff in there, including like, can't we all just get along? Yeah, that like, part of all things, I'm like, oh god, like <laughs> whose idea was this? Yeah, bad. Taste. And, like the city's on fire and stuff. Yeah, portions. I was like, geez, Louise. I know like, it's funny because they shot all three movies in LA, like exclusively in LA. Yeah. and and then they shit on it the entire time <laughs> i was yeah. like but now it's like hard to find a movie that'll shoot in la they all like atlanta or toronto or whatever you know and and they'll shoot for la mm-hmm. um and yeah it's, it's just a totally revert total reversal of what it used to be i mean the 90s like they did have a really bad reputation here yeah and it's like i didn't really live through that so it's like okay i'm right. missing something here but at the same time like even this seems pretty like racialized it's rough yeah it's yeah. really rough even i mean even with without the rachel part it's just still bad taste because it was so fresh in everyone's mind mm-hmm. yeah. everyone's like yeah eh. yeah, yeah. <laughs> how'd you guys feel about when he went to the sperm bank and how it went on for a very, very, very long time. <laughs> I thought it was pretty funny. I got I, really bored of it. I, no, was, I was kind of sick of it. It's the, it's, it's that family guy absurdist, like overuse of the joke thing where like, they mm-hmm. keep it going. But, yeah. uh, but for me, that doesn't land until you get back to his place. And, and then Priscilla is yeah. trying to get like frisky with him. And he's like, let me just sit on this bucket of ice. <laughs> that's when it all lands for me. Like, it, you know, it's funny. It's not, it's oh, that's almost funny. And then it, and then you get back to the apartment and then it really lands. Yeah. I don't know. He pours the champagne down his pants. And, just yeah, steam comes steams out. Out. <laughs> and then she sits down and there's still steam. Like, and I, love that. I mean, I, thought, huh. okay. I just like the sounds he was making in the room. He's just like, Oh, screaming yeah Yeah. it sounds like he's like fighting something and like falling into a bunch of lamps or something and then he just comes out with like six six bottles and it's just like really gross but it's just and that thing happens like six times though like they do that like bottle transaction so many times (laughs) over (laughs) i know i know i thought it was funny though i I like (laughs) i feel like in it's like i feel like back then that joke was pretty raunchy though yeah, like that would get you an R rating back then, but today 
I feel like people are more comfortable with that. Like watching it yeah. again now, I didn't feel as guilty laughing about it mm-hmm. as I did back then. Like back then, it was like, oh god, you know, like you're not supposed to laugh at this, but it's really funny. <laughs> yeah, I guess I just listen to a lot of comedy podcasts too, and it's just always funny to me when there's like a good jack off joke. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, I'm funny. always usually I'm like, yeah, that's funny. It's just I feel like it, it, it in a word, it milked it a bit too much for me. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, see? Is that funny? That's funny to me, I think. Yeah. I do like if he asks if they have dances with wolves. <laughs> yeah, that was a good yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, on the on the raunchy humor side, uh, when I was a kid and she had the gonzo nose in the shadow when she pulled down her dress, mm-hmm. uh, Anna Nicole had no yeah. idea what was happening there. Had no <laughs> idea what was happening <laughs> And, and then as an adult rewatching, I'm like, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, it's a yeah. horrible transsexual joke. And Frank <laughs> yeah. screams and runs for his life. Yeah. Yeah. It's also yeah, at that point, you know, they're satirizing all the movies that just came out. And it's mm-hmm. like, OK, I get right. how maybe this is like a cry, the, uh, the crying game parody. Right. Yeah. But oh. like even in the crying game, he's like kind of disgusted. And in at like the reveal in that movie, and then like yeah. in this, he's like literally just barfing into a tube. I'm like, okay, like this yeah. is. I thought Ace Ventura was bad. <laughs> this is like just really, really. I don't know. Uh, I like that you said Gonzo knows because looking back at it in I, my head, that's all it could possibly be now. <laughs> yeah. Right. That, yeah. That's what's confusing to a child, right? Because it's like, why does why is Gonzo's nose attached to her face? <laughs> I mean, it was like a weird, it was definitely a weird wiener silhouette for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was, they were trying to cram too many jokes into one thing there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I was, uh, uh, it, it was probably also like the censors won't let us get away with this. They won't let us get away with this or this or this or this. But if we do this, if we do this. Uh, actually, yeah. a, a curled pinky for you exactly, viewing, yeah. for you listening audience i was in the room with the censors and i curled my pinky and they said okay <laughs> they said okay <laughs> first i did my index then i did my middle and then i went to the pinky and they're like solid thumbs up i definitely like this one less than than the first two but there are still definitely some more like, just topical. classic huh it's definitely like more topical, so it's harder to like. Uh, right. To age yeah, it does well like just that. try to veer for like topical stuff and yeah. um, just like pop culture things. So, yeah. of course, not going to age as well, but there are still some like classic just Frank Drebin lines yeah. <laughs> when uh, Ed yeah, is like... trying to recruit him back in a way after he's retired. <laughs> he's like, come on, we'll be back in time for dinner. And he's like, I don't know. Then I'd have to make pork chops. This <laughs> <It> just <laughs> yeah. like really killed me. It's he's like, all, he's... <laughs> But even that is like a misogynist joke. Like he's all domestic because he's been yeah. retired. You know, like it's it's funny how yeah how poorly right. <laughs> so many there's, things age. There's a bit though in that part that I do like a lot where he has OJ and uh, what's his name, um, the the police captain over, or they, they come over and then like he gives them cupcakes and he goes, eat it. <laughs> like, yeah, just, yeah. like try it which is exactly how i would be i made cupcakes right Eat them well it's it's yeah it's the male like the the house husband mentality of uh mm. of like well, well men have a little more force in their suggestions <laughs> yeah. like, i yeah. made cupcakes eat yeah. it eat it 
there's when his uh his wife finally leaves him. The radio's on, and this is like, this goes over to Frank Drebin, blah blah blah. <laughs> and yeah, and now you're leaving the door open. You're letting <laughs> all the hot air out. What are you, you stupid loser? <laughs> I mean, that is pretty funny. Still, I like that. It's great. No, but I love that. And it's the layering of it. Like you know, that's mm-hmm. not the main joke of that scene. It's in the background yeah. still. It's, mm-hmm. it's like there's so many great layers to that scene. And I feel like new comedy, Will Ferrell comedy, which Tyler knows I've ranted about a ton, is uh, <laughs> it's it's all dependent on like improv and what the actor can do in the moment but it's no mm-hmm. you need to like as a director you need to have a vision of a world that is nothing yeah. but comedy mm-hmm. and you know this is the extreme of that but still done in such a way that like you come out of the theater or the you know out of the screening or you know, viewing of it laughing about so many different things and like there's so much that you don't even remember all the jokes and you have to rewatch it whereas like the will ferrell movie is this uh like yeah, there's that one moment where I love lamp, or you know, like it, it just. Oh, I can't stand Will Ferrell. <laughs> I, I really love Will Ferrell. I really can't. Uh, I know, I know. It's not a popular opinion. I, I like him. Like some, there's some movies that I like a lot of his. Other ones I'm kind of like whatever. Like I just don't watch them. But yeah. um, I I totally get what you mean though. It's like yeah, if you're gonna make like a movie. Like you can't just rely on the star talent. Like not even just comedy, but you can't just rely on the star. Like power or like the ability of that actor like you have to have like a layered like that's i think true filmmaking in a way I mean, it's a different yeah. kind of comedy too but like that's right. what i prefer too like that's why i like i've always loved airplane is because there's just always yeah. something going on in like the background yeah. like same thing with the simpsons yeah. you know yeah yeah i've always been so. curious about even movies like that where they have like a big name person they're pretty much their job is make this funny mm-hmm. and i'm always curious how as a screener you write that scene down where it's like will <laughs> Will Ferrell's character insert does something funny and mm-hmm. you just let him roll for like 10 or 12 takes until something lands. Yeah. Which just seems so interesting or silly at the same time. Right. I worked on Anchorman 2 for three days in San Diego. Oh. They, uh, they shot all of it in Atlanta, but then they finished the movie in San Diego for the SeaWorld stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, I was there at the dolphin tank for the opening scene where like he's drunk and he's, he can't do the, the <laughs> announcement of the dolphin show. And so he gets fired yeah. and he's a like, kid rock bottom and all that. And uh, it was no joke. The funnest, funniest day on set I've ever had in my life. The man can just keep going. And then like, you know, you're in the dolphin uh, uh, amphitheater and you just hear over the God mark, Mike Judd Apatow saying, Hey, now try this. Or like, Adam McKay, hey, now, now try this. And then uh, and then he riffs on it for like 15, 20 minutes. <laughs> and you're just cracking up the whole time. But you don't like, but the thing about it is, is you have this entire amphitheater all focused on like that one improvised mm-hmm. joke. And if that doesn't land like in an edit, which is even harder to land, you know, then it, that you've lost the scene. And with like the film, like Naked Gun, it doesn't matter. Like the opening sequence, the opening sequence goes in and out of these hilarious moments and then these really meh kind of pedestrian moments. But it's so fast paced and so uh, all encompassing that you can't help but laugh at the end of that scene and think that was fucking hilarious. That's what that's my problem with like new comedy today. It's like, oh, it's just so based on improv where it was like, if you adjusted a little more pre pro. And uh, and focused on making a funny world, <laughs> it would have been so much better. Anyway, that's that's the rant I've been waiting for. 
I feel like it makes it like way more layered that way for sure. Yeah. Yeah, totally. But, uh, yeah, the Naked Gun movies are nothing but layers. Pia's Adora is a layer I never even got into. <laughs> I guess this isn't like really layered, but I guess it's just, I just, it's just another solid joke when he does get home after like the sperm bank and everything. And she's like, she's like, come on, I'll shave your back like last time. <laughs> and then there's like yes. giant whip marks on his back from like the dominatrix apparently yeah. and then she's just like oh i knew it you're back on the case and he's like no no i swear it was another woman i swear like, oh I yeah swear. right just Prince. a classic yeah. reversal of things oh i always enjoy that it's always yeah. good and you know priscilla presley's not like a great actress in any form you know like comedic or drama but like because the world is so backwards in that sense she she nailed it too mm-hmm. like yeah yeah I mean, the whole like thelma and louise bit with like yeah her and her friend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah jane go easy that's your second bottle of chanel <laughs> <laughs> that's such a good joke i'm crying <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's a lot of like more movie parody stuff i guess in this movie because Hey, like yeah. you said, it's very topical, but um, I don't yeah. know. I appreciated it. It's like, oh yeah, I remember all these yeah. '90s movies. I don't know. <laughs> and her friend just goes on the. She accidentally runs over the. Or does she do it on accident? She runs over the uh, trucker who's like trying to hit on her and everything. No, and, like, no, no. He backs up into a semi, right? That runs him down. Yeah, she yeah, like, and... tases him or something, and then oh, and then car. Yeah, and then when they go to leave, they run her, run her down, run him down. Yeah. And then and she's it's like, like, I want to help you kill a bunch of men and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Yeah. It's the American dream, basically, to kill all the men or something. Yeah. It's like, oh, wow. That's fun. It's just so heightened. <laughs> and then you just well, see him okay. getting up in the background. Like, that's what you're talking about, like the layered comedy. It's like, he's just fine, but she's like calling, afraid that she has to go on the lamb because she killed someone. But he's just like right. dusting himself off. He's like, oh, that really hurt. And just walks away. <laughs> Well, yeah, it seems like when, like that whole movie, the premise is everyone has blinders on and can't see what yeah. the other actors are doing. <laughs> They're all living their own comedic joke out, you know? Yeah. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. They live uh, their lives one one-liner at a time. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, uh, you know, even so, like, I was at that point in the movie, the that Thelma and Louise scene, I'm so invested that she's shaking uh uh, yeah, her hair and her changing. wig keeps changing <laughs> and, and i'm dying like I, yeah, it's I know good. it's a it's stupid joke but, but i'm so invested in the comedy at that point that i'm willing yeah. to, to go along for the ride <laughs> and then you think about like you think about how the scene's actually written and what's actually happening and it seems so dry on the page right mm-hmm. and then and then the the layers of the wig and the you know the 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 guy getting up and then being run over again add all these layers to it that uh that it's you know complete slapstick all of a sudden yeah and like you said like i mean i really like dry humor and um i was just like there's sometimes throughout this whole series where i just like look at my computer for a second just like if i was on like looking at a page or something or on twitter yeah i'm like oh i can't even do this like i can't i gotta rewind it several times because I, i'll miss something because there's yeah. so many so many little sight gags so and jokes. all that yeah yeah oh i love it but i mean <laughs> how do you guys feel about when he first goes into prison and like I don't know, like, <laughs> this isn't the conversation we should be having, but <laughs> I, I still think it's pretty funny when he first gets in his cell and he's just like, kill Whitey, kill Whitey! I'm like, yeah, Attica, against the walls. <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. I mean, but then it's also there's the film other... reference, but yeah, huh? it's it's also film reference, but it's also kind of, it's like the 
the like one time that they kind of highlight the the white privilege for yeah. the sake of the joke. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, okay, I don't know if that's enough to like make the rest of the jokes fly. But <laughs> yeah, because right <laughs> after that, there's like the other guy who's like the secondhand man, and he's like, I used to be white, and it's like, okay, oh, he's yeah. Yeah, black yeah. now because he's in. Yeah, prison? and that's the same. That's the same guy that says the can't we all just get along when the riot happened yeah. and it's like like oh i feel bad for you that you had to accept this role <laughs> like, yeah they pushed you just to the brink with a yeah. lot of things yeah yeah, yeah. happy to work a on a movie yeah the osmonds jokes like almost kind of lands but then it's just it's right after him being like yeah he's like i used oh. to be the drummer for the osmonds i'm like yeah it's just like kind of funny because of the osmonds but like it's just tied to like a really I think that's one of those, like, you had to be there jokes. Not had to be there, but you had to be, like, old enough to remember the Osmonds. And even for me, like, that only kind of lands as an adult. Yeah. You know? Right. I guess I know know Donny Osmond from (laughs) the singing voice in Mulan, as well as his cameos in the Johnny Bravo show. (laughs) And on uh, uh, The Masked Singer. (laughs) Oh. Oh, I haven't been watching that, but yes. It's my guilty pleasure. Is he still around? I mean, yeah. yeah. He he and Marie had a show in Vegas up until the quarantine, I think. Other things in the prison. Uh, I like his desk and lamp in the prison cell. Yeah, um, I like that part right before he goes like, where he's like, you guys go to sleep. I'm going to make a list of people to kill. Then he just writes the letter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then he's just like writing in his, and he's speaking out in his head. And everyone's like, be quiet, Frank, or whatever. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, he's just quiet. thinking. But that that joke of the list of people to kill works so well because it's the it's it's Archer right it's the it's yeah. the bumbling but somehow genius detective mm-hmm. <laughs> slash field agent yeah 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 totally it is very Archer right yeah <laughs> this is very like this whole thing I get like I get I guess I'm just repeating myself at this point but it's like this movie in particular is like very like just on the razor's edge of like going too far and then I think it usually does go too far and then <laughs> yeah. But yeah, um, I, I appreciate um, some of it. Like, there's the whole thing where it's like basically like a rape joke in the in the showers. You know, it's like, oh, we're in a yeah. prison, and like the guy's gonna be like, oh, I dropped the soap, you know. And then he has like the he has the uh, chastity belt, basically. Mm-hmm. The uh, the wrapping of that joke, not great, but I do like when he's walking in. He takes off a towel and then he's walking, and he still has another <laughs> towel on. <laughs> I'm like the premise of this joke overall not good but that is still funny like it's just like <laughs> funny people gags, making bad you know? jokes yeah yeah, yeah. it's it's like the wind up to the pitches is good but then it's thrown and you're like Ugh. <laughs> they're they're throwing they're they're planning the uh escape and they're like i forget not burnett or not fred ward but uh the other guy is saying like, oh, Burnett wants in too. And he's like, Burnett's one of the guards. He's like, I know, but he's <laughs> yeah, unhappy he's here. <laughs> so he like has to escape <laughs> instead of just quitting. <laughs> that, that part is good. I forgot about that. That, was, that actually made me laugh really hard. <laughs> but he's unhappy here. Uh, the, the whole Oscar sequence, I was kind of like, if you're okay about um i like the song and dance number that they do where he's just like causing mayhem the entire time <laughs> yeah note to self don't invite donahue next year <laughs> <laughs> they said i couldn't do drama <laughs> they said i couldn't do drama that's right the i did like the raquel welch ex- ex- exchange with the envelope and she falls into the pit 
until like when you have a tuba on your head that's when you start to lose me it's like the, mm. the yeah the the swaying back and forth with the tube on your head a little too cartoony for me uh there's a little dodgers payroll joke <laughs> yeah. it's like what are we gonna rob bank armored car dodgers payroll and it just like happens so fast <laughs> that you don't even think about yeah it. <laughs> everyone in the the crowd smacking their heads when frank right. misses the cue <laughs> yeah <laughs> Um, I just saw something. They made a meme out of a, gif, a meme out of the GIF of everyone smacking their heads. It was uh, something Dodgers related, like when they screwed something up. Everyone in Los Angeles right now, and they just show the you know, like the cut of everyone <laughs> slapping their heads. Oh uh, man! Still, still to this day, it's referenced. <laughs> yeah. Good. I love a good long-lasting GIF. 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 Jefferson. GIF. <laughs> Yeah, I'm okay with GIF. Yeah, me too. There's like the height joke with uh, Anna Nicole Smith. Oh my God. So that's the, uh, that was the one joke that I was like, okay, I have to talk about this on this, on the podcast. Is Like when they get to the third set of knees, I might, like, I'm just in tears. I am in yeah, tears. It is really funny. Because we already know she's tall. She's already towering over yeah. everybody. And then they get the shot of the knees that just keep coming. And Rihanna was was laughing with it, but like also laughing at me because I was just on the floor. I was I was dying. It was so funny, and I I know the joke is coming. I've seen the movie like probably you know a dozen times, and it gets me every time. Because like you don't even expect the knees. You just think it's it'll be really long legs, but then there's another right. pair of knees yeah. and then another pair of knees. Of kneecaps. It's like oh god, even she's a monster. The only thing that'd really sell out for me if we reach the top and she's like a multi knee jointed monster going like, clack, 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 walking towards them. <laughs> that would have to be a, a contact reference. Or wait, no, not contact. Uh, like the thing? No, not contact. The one, the aliens movie with uh, Charlie Sheen, where like the guy at the end, his knees go backwards instead. Signs? <laughs> no. Scary movie no. four? Maybe. <laughs> Horizon. <laughs> His legs go backwards. He's an alien. I don't worry about it. We'll edit that out. <laughs> no, I'm curious though. I want to watch this movie now. Oh, oh look at I'm Charlie Sheen edited or uh, alien, alien movie. movie. Uh, the Arrival. The Arrival. Oh. That's it. Hmm. Yeah. Never heard of it. He has a goatee in this. You should watch it. It's in that vein of terribly well done movies. <laughs> Terribly well done. Well movies. done, terrible movies. How about oh, okay, gotcha. <laughs> yeah? Yeah, I'll yeah. probably enjoy it. Yeah, it's not Arrival. It's The Arrival. The Arrival. Yes. Yeah, Arrival totally. <laughs> but hey, Charlie confused. Sheen and Leslie Nielsen in uh, that scary movie <laughs> movie <laughs> where they parody signs, and Leslie Nielsen says, "You know, they're not too different from us," and he pees out of his finger too. <laughs> 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 he's good I remember when I watched the superhero movie and Leslie Nielsen was like the only bright spot in that whole mess <laughs> I don't know we could just uh. keep going into finer detail but um, if you guys want or we could just kind of wrap it up because I feel like we kind of covered what works yeah. and what doesn't there's yeah, plenty of more so that too. doesn't work there's some that does work uh, still it's really funny oh uh um, the the uh, Rocco's hideout is the uh, great outdoors house in the Universal backlot. Oh. oh, when they pull up to that, it's like, oh yeah, I've been on tour. <laughs> I've seen that. <laughs> yeah. 
I've been trying to scratch my head about a game we could play that's kind of in similar vein to the past ones we've done, which has just been how overtly overmanly you can be in some kind of demented game. Like, <laughs> Ooh. Uh, past, speaking to that point, how include- you don't have to do a game, but uh, I found a brank, uh, brank. I found a Frank Drebin Twitter page where he they're like <laughs> they're still just tweeting quotes from Naked Gun. Ah. Uh. Um, and they are referencing the current, the recent uh, Capitol Hill, you know, insurgency. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Terrorist attack or whatever. And uh, there's the article. I don't know if you guys have heard about this, but there's a, there's a, uh, there was somebody who stormed the Capitol and had a taser concealed in his pants. I did not hear about this. I didn't this. know that. He was in the process of stealing a portrait and he accidentally tased himself, allegedly, in the <laughs> balls. <laughs> That's amazing. And then he suffered a fatal heart attack from tasing himself in the balls. Oh, my God. Which, uh, I don't know, like, that sucks that someone died, but, like, that's definitely a way to go. Yeah. But Tasing yourself to death in the balls. That's that's how I want to (laughs) die. Yeah, exactly. He says a parachute is not opening. That's a way to die. Getting caught in the (laughs) of a combine. That's a way to die. Getting zapped in the nuts of your own taser. That's the way I want to go. <laughs> so I'm like, wow, they st- managed to make a Naked Gun Twitter page. Um, still Good job. I guess, I don't know. I don't know. I don't really have a game. I just, the last thing I really Neither like I. in this movie is when uh, Anna Nicole Smith is trying to seduce that one guard or whatever. And he just like <laughs> shoes her off and he just goes and busts all the bubble wrap. He bubble. pops all the bubble wrap. <laughs> Let's do our rankings. How about that? That might be fun. That's how we wrap up all of our trilogies usually, or fr- okay. fr- franchises. Sure. Yeah, Jefferson, you didn't watch the the second one too recently, but Not are recently. you able to rank all three of them for you? Oh uh, no, yeah, actually, I think it's uh, three, one, two, for me. There you go. Yeah. Because yeah. this one's just like more absurdist, I guess, than anything else. <laughs> yeah, but like, I don't know, well deserved absurdism, like a well earned absurdism i think i think three is the piece de resistance for me <laughs> of absurdism you know, denouement of the mise-en-scene is the piece de resistance <laughs> yeah and then one is just so you know because that's the one they had the most time to, to put together mm-hmm. so that yeah. makes it and it's the one with the least amount of nordberg aka oj yes. simpson mm-hmm. so i'm okay with uh with, <laughs> with that one and then three and then two rather yeah yeah yeah, at least the first two movies. I said this before, like, OJ just gets banged up a lot. <laughs> yeah. But I guess in the end of this one, though, he has uh, Priscilla Presley's baby. Or vice versa. <laughs> Frank, where are you I going? Know. It's a boy. I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, Tyler, yeah. what are your rankings? Yeah, uh, I guess I guess for me, because like, there are things in this movie, this movie that are just really good on its own and mm-hmm. just separating them from some of the other jokes, you know, there's still just like good yeah. stuff to have in here. Like <laughs> there's the big cell, uh, there's the big brawl in the prison. Um, mm-hmm. and there's the two guys fighting that just end up being sumos when they rip off all their clothes. <laughs> right. But I just like that kind of visual humor, but I, mm-hmm. I don't know. I guess, yeah, I guess one, two, three, like, I feel like two is like kind of weak in its own ways, but, um, it's less like, tone deaf i guess and less trying to be less trying to be i mean you know i just mean that in the current sense like this was probably a lot funnier and at the time you know um yeah. and also uh it's trying to be as topical as possible so i think it just doesn't age as well inherently you know mm. 
So, uh, hmm. Yeah, one, two, three. One, two, three, solid. I'm going to go with two, one, three. Because I think I laughed the hardest in two more so than the others. You also idolize Robert Goulet, so. I (laughs) idolize Robert Goulet, yes. Robert Goulet. Hmm, interesting. (laughs) But yeah, Jefferson, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Thanks for having me. Do you have anything to plug? (gasps) Me? Plug? Yeah. Uh, Parenthood, give it a shot. Hey! <laughs> toddlers are great. <laughs> toddlers. I don't know if you know, but me and Tyler and our third member, Jacob, are part of the Potential Woke Future Daddy Society. So there's that. <laughs> Wait, daddies as in like uh, like the the sexual uh, genre? <laughs> uh, yeah, that both? too. Da- daddies and fathers. Why not just lump them both together? Potential Future Woke Daddies, where we're like trying to, our hardest okay. to be like, as woke of dads as possible, but we're not possible. even dads. Dads yet? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Some hardcore dad core. It's like when Michael Scott, like that line in the office when Michael Scott's like being super defensive about like what he would do if he had a family, but he doesn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that always kills me. So, oh, yeah. All right. Okay. Try, try parenthood. <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> it'll only take you nine months to get started. I hear exactly. You have so much time to bail. <laughs> oh <my God>. oh. <laughs> Come on, that's a very uh, naked gun joke. It is it absolutely. Is. It's good. <laughs> Expert timing. Expert timing. Uh, Connery, okay. what do you have to plug? Oh, okay. Um, if you enjoy the sound of my voice and you also enjoy tabletop role-playing games, you'll probably enjoy Starship Impala, hosted by me and four other friends. We play the Starfinder game, and there's over 100 hours of content waiting for you to devour. You can Ooh. find it on SoundCloud or Apple Podcast. Excellent. Uh, follow me on Tiami Vice on Instagram, because I changed my name <laughs> finally, and on Twitter. Um, I should change my caption on there. I'm a fiend for mojitos. <laughs> You're not anymore? What Come happened? Come on, Jefferson. You love Michael Mann. I'm a fiend from Mojitos? Is that a it's reference? From, it's from Miami Vice. Oh, oh I never saw that one. And yeah, also, that's like, you know I hate Michael Mann. <laughs> <laughs> that's the idea. <laughs> um, follow me there. And uh, thank you to Nick Favorka for our music and Grayson Hansen for our artwork. Thanks again, Jefferson. Thank you, Connor. Yeah, no problem, man. Every week. Well... Like the great Rocco Dillon once said, freeze and nobody gets hurt. Well, from now on, oh, is that oh. I guess it doesn't work unless it's an no. audio cue. Uh, should I do a different yeah. one? Yeah, do a different one. That one didn't land. I should have planned this Tyler, before. I never planned it. it before. Make it funny, Tyler. Make it funny. Till next time. Cigarette? Yes, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Also, this is more visual. <laughs> Sweet but simple. <laughs> All these gags are visual. I'm sorry. <laughs> God. Goodbye, everybody. My daddy's gonna explode. Okay, bye. That's okay. The music was slowly fading out this whole time. <laughs> it is.